today on the Daily Gator Daily Thoughts. Oh, my Lord, what we've got, folks. We've got racist sweatpants. That's right. We've got the left making complete, well, asses of themselves over their obsession with there being 57 or 68 or however many genders they claim there are now. We've got uh, poor little Adam Kinzinger, the Republican who really wants to be a Democrat, who's claiming, who's actually shining a light on the mental acuity and sharpness and fitness to lead of, no, 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 not Joe Biden, of Donald Trump, doing that on CNN. We've got uh, some other little audio that you have to hear from Crazy Joy Reid. She's taking crazy to new lows or maybe highs. Who knows? And yes, we have possibly the most important story you may ever hear from uh, Trinidad and Tobago. And they have to do with not Nicki Minaj, not even Nicki Minaj's cousin, but, well, not even the, the, the uh, cousins, the Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend. This story is really about the COVID vaccine and whether a side effect caused Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's testicles to, shall we say, <laughs> expand. Oh, yes, my friend Diogenes is going to rip that one open. And yes, no actual testicles were harmed in the making of this podcast. God help us, folks. God help us. All that and more today on the Daily Gator Daily Thought Podcast with me, Doug Hagan, episode number 131. Hold on to your balls, boys. It's time to kick this pig. kick this sucker off with a joyless read. Have I ever told you how crazy Joy Reed is? I mean, batshit crazy on steroids. Maybe batshit crazy nuclear grade level. I don't know which is more fitting, but this woman is uh, 
is a loco que she crazy in the head. You don't listen to her, you listen to her, you're gonna go crazy because she's crazy. Crazy looks at Joy Reed and says, I ain't crazy, you crazy, Joy Reed. Shut up, woman. She's as crazy as a loon. Crazy as a crazy as a rabid cat on crack. No, I've never actually seen a rabid cat on crack, but I can imagine it wouldn't be a pretty sight. And let's face it, neither is Joy Reed. <laughs> now, fair warning, the volume on this is cranked up a little bit. Uh Mainly because I wanted you to get a a an idea of how loony this biatch is. Now, so you might want to adjust your volume down just a bit. And this is a short clip. It's only about uh, what thirty four seconds, maybe something like that. But anyway, observe the craziness. I'm telling you, crazy. Uh, Joy Reid. It's uh. It's frightening how crazy this woman is. It really is. And she has a big fat contract, a big fat salary she makes on MSNBS for spewing such absolute garbage. Man, I mean, I can just make up BS if you want to pay me a lot of money. And I'm a lot more entertaining than Joy Reid ever was. Good Lord. You love COVID so much you wanted to spread into schools, at the office, in the Walmart, on the cruise ships and at the club. That great spongy ball with the red spikes, you want it pumping through your veins. Why do you love it so daggone much? Well, we have absolutely no bloody idea. But here's the thing, you weirdos. Everyone else, everyone else hates COVID. Where people wanted to recall Newsom is where there's the most COVID. So they're like, give us more, inject it in us. Is there a way that we can drink it in a Kool-Aid cup? Because we want it and we want it bad. Like I said, crazy. This woman cannot believe this BS she is spewing. Or maybe she really is just that crazy. Or maybe she's just that desperate to keep her show on TV. But I mean, whatever, whether it's deliberate crazy or in, or authentic crazy or manufactured crazy, Joy Reid's level of crazy, you know, there's the people you've probably known in your life that had mental problems. Then you had the people that were just kind of off. They were just kind of crazy, always saying crazy stuff. If crazy was a mountain, okay? If crazy was a mountain range, Joy Reid's level of crazy she would be on would be the Himalayas. Not the Rockies, not the Alps, the Himalayas. And the Joy Reid... Of this mountain range of crazy would be Mount freaking Everest. Seriously. Now let's move on to something more entertaining. You know, September 18th is only two days away. And, you know, there's a rally uh, scheduled for D.C. from what the media calls those right-wing extremists, militia types, evil Republicans, lots of white guys with guns, that kind of thing. Uh, but it's going to have to do with, uh, I think it's called Justice for the January 6th or something like that. Some of the idiots and knuckleheads and knuckle-draggers that were arrested on Janu for what they did on January 6th, which is, I must say, it is the worst thing ever to happen on planet Earth would be January 6th. We have to say this worse than everything else bad put together. Yes. 
it's even worse than Porky's 2 was. Yeah, check that movie out sometimes. It's actually worse than every Woody Allen movie made put together. Yes, imagine the horror of having to sit through Woody Allen movies and not be able to, to leave. You had to watch them all back to back to back. Imagine the hell that would be. So here is a a clip from some knucklehead on uh, MSNBS. And I think uh, to Jonathan Capehart, who really tries to look journalistic in his low glasses, like he's a true MSNBS journalist about the dangers, the looming dangers. What's what could happen on Jan- on September eighteenth when all these lunatics sack the Capitol again? And it doesn't sound like his guest is really worried about September eighteenth. But but beware because these could be this could lead to future plans of future attacks that might even might even be worse than January 6th, which I remind you was the worst thing ever in the history of ever. Uh, but uh, go ahead and uh, check this out, my friends. So then what do we need to know about September 18th? I think a lot of the coverage that we've been seeing about September 18th has quite frankly been hyperbolic based on the analysis that we're seeing. This rally that's planned for September 18th is going to potentially be very significant, but maybe not in the sense that it could generate another type of January 6th event, but rather it could lay patchwork or groundwork for those kind of events to happen in the future in DC or maybe even at state capitals going forward. So then from what you're, so, I mean, given what you just said, so in the fact that you monitor these situations, so, is the chatter similar to January 6th or less than January 6th? It's much less than, you know, January 6th was the byproduct of, uh, you know, I mean, for one point, you had a sitting president of the United States and all his allies in Congress and right wing media egging on these big lies and encouraging people to turn out to an event like this. Trump is more or less out of the picture at this point, uh, doing his thing on the side, but certainly not the social uh, pariah that he once was. And the guy who is putting together this rally, Matt Brainard, he simply doesn't have the clout required to draw that kind of crowd. And a lot of the same extremist groups that participated in January 6th have been very clear with their members that they should not go to this, that a lot of the trials for their members that participated in January 6th are still ongoing. And this, if their members show up and cause trouble again, it's just going to mess all of that up. Well, oh, I just don't feel safe now after that horribly, horribly horrible description of what might happen in the future. Let me remind you that the media, uh, a couple of years ago, I mean, think it was, I guess, late 2019, early January of 2020 in Virginia, there was a big rally held in defense of the Second Amendment gun rights trying to push back against uh, Governor Northam's idiotic gun control plans that the Democrats in Virginia uh, were trying to push on the people. And there was a huge rally, and it was it did what it was meant to do. Some kind of smack reality into the Democrats in the state legislature to say, hey, look, uh, 
we don't want these gun control, gun grabbing laws or ammunition bans. It was a absolute viper's nest of garbled descriptions of what guns would be, what would be legal, what wouldn't be legal. It was absolutely a gun owner's nightmare. But it worked, and there were 22,000 or 24,000, the exact number escapes me, but there was over 20,000 mostly armed Virginians went there to, to give a powerful message to Richmond, Virginia, it's where the capital of Virginia is, to Northern, Northern and more specifically the Democrats in the House and Senate of Virginia that, hey, don't do it. And it was highly successful. The, the bill that was actually passed were much less intrusive and, and draconian and evil than the ones that were originally noted. But there was, oh, oh my God, it's going to be, a, the media was, oh my God, it's going to be so horrible. All these cases with guns were around, oh my God. And <clears throat> there was not one single violent incident. There was not one arrest. And yes, they picked up all their trash when they left, unlike the Black Lives Matter and other left-wing protesters, which pretty much behave as if they're 14-year-old punks who don't have any clue and haven't bathed in three weeks and don't have to pick up after themselves. But it was a very impressive showing of of what, uh, what peaceful, meaningful protest really is. And I was very proud of everyone who went to that. That was awesome. I would have loved to have been there. But anyway, <clears throat> we had doom predicted by the media. And they're doing the same thing here. And any little incident that happens at that uh, rally in a couple days here, will be blown up, blown out of proportion, and you will have the Democrats using it. So to those going, I'm not going. I, I really don't even, I hate rallies. I hate large crowds. And I don't know if much good will come of it. Don't go. But if you go, you know what? Behave. Just act like a real conservative. Leave a positive image of yourself. Now, we know that on January 6th, right, Trump was in charge. And he supposedly incited the violence that happened on January 6th. That's, that's been completely overblown by the media hacks. So a couple of days ago, uh, Adam Kinzinger, who's a fake Republican congressman, and is trying to ingratiate himself with the media now that Trump is out of office, he was talking to Brianna Keller on CNN. She really wants to be a journalist someday when she grows up. But she was interviewing him, and she asked him about the mental sharpness in current day after Afghanistan, after the, the botched, terrible events in leaving Afghanistan, the idiocy of that withdrawal plan. You would assume that the media might say, look, there's been some times when Biden hasn't sounded that sharp. You figure they'd ask about the mental sharpness of the president, maybe. Well, Brianna Killer did do that on CNN talking to Adam Kinzinger. 
but she didn't question the the alertness or the the mental sharpness or acuity of President Joseph Biden. President mumbles, no, no, no. She set up Adam Kinzinger to take shots at Trump and tell us all why he thinks Trump was not fit for office on January 6th and really wasn't his whole administration. You can uh, take a listen to that right now and note note the little claim that Kinzinger says that proves Trump is out of his freaking mind. We deserve better, Adam Kinzinger says. I think your constituents deserve better, Adam Kinzinger. Have a listen, my friends. thought uh, that Trump post-election uh, and certainly post-January 6th was in a state of mental decline. What is your reaction to learning that? I don't disagree. I mean, and again, this is why I, I said I think the 25th Amendment needs, needs put into effect here, not as some kind of payback for January 6th, but because during that two-week period between inauguration and from January 6th, it really felt like we didn't have a leader in at the at the head and uh and if all you have to do is look at you know donald trump uh praising general lee today and saying he would have won afghanistan you know donald trump excited in essence that we failed in afghanistan because he can now point and say he didn't do that even though we all know he really led to the setup of what happened in afghanistan um look the american i gotta just say you know the American people deserve way better than what they've had. Uh, you know, Joe Biden's a decent man. I fully think he failed and, and botched the Afghanistan withdrawal. Donald Trump set that up. And we're stuck in this, like, matrix of belief that we only have. If we don't like Joe Biden, we got to go with Donald Trump. Like, no. Like, the American people deserve so much better. We're an amazing country. Ah, uh, yes. Because praising Robert E. Lee's military skills is just crazy, right, Adam Kinzinger? me a break. What a little turd he is. What a little suck up to the left now. He's trying to find the, the little hole he can go into that'll give him the most political cloud and pad his resume and enrich himself. Again, someone who doesn't belong in Congress, because if you're not in Congress to serve your constituents and obey, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States, those two things, most important things a legislature, senator, congressman can do, is to say, my constituents, I'm representing them, what the majority of them want, and I'm protecting, defending, and honoring the Constitution and bills I write, uh, support, or vote for. And if it's not constitutional, I won't vote for it. That's it. But again, people of that kind of principle just are very hard to find anymore. And really, blaming Trump for the Afghanistan F-up, Adam Kinzinger, that's that's what you you really think that it was Trump's fault what happened? No, it was President Mumbles and the idiots around him because they're absolutely buffoons, incompetent buffoons. And they really had no blinking idea what they would have what they were doing. And I guarantee you had Trump been reelected and handled the withdrawal, none of the garbage would have happened because Trump would have used strength. He would use resolve. He would use common sense, and he would have put the interests of the country, our military, protecting our military, protecting our Afghan allies as best he could, because that's what leaders do. 
President Biden is not a leader. Neither are you, Adam Kinzinger. And Brianna Keeler, you'll never, ever be a true journalist. What you are is a hack on CNN. Now, on to something else, folks. Something we must talk about. It's the, it's what Politico has pointed out here. And uh, Rebecca Downs at uh, Town Hall also she writes this about the messaging of the left now, of people like Andrea uh, uh, Ocasio-Cortez. Yes, Alexandria, I'm sorry, Representative Cortez. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a Democrat from New York. It's the messaging that America just doesn't get. These leftists don't, don't live in the real world, and it shows when they really talk. And as uh, Miss Downs writes on townhall.com, last week, squad member Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez tripped over herself, referring to women in so many different ways in a TV interview with CNN's Anderson Cooper. I'm serious. Look at my glasses. I'm a journalist, damn it. It was almost hard to keep track. She did refer to women as women, but also any menstruating person Yes, but only women do that, AOC. Do you understand biology? Did you attend eighth grade? Uh, And people who do give birth. Yes, some people do give birth, and they're all, again, referring to biology, science. Women, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Okay? Yes. They're women. She did all this while condemning the new Texas abortion law. Yet she isn't the only one trying to deny biology, Downs writes, as explained by a Friday headline from Politico. The uh, the uh, the headline from Politico reads: Texas bans spotlights uh, spotlights Democrats' generational divide on abortion and trans issues. The abortion part, yes, but the trans, what the hell does abortion have to do with transsexuals? I would say trannies, but that would be outdated and terribly offensive to a lot of people on the far left. So I would never use the term trannies for transsexuals, okay? Do you won't hear the word trannies here on this podcast? Never, ever expect to ever hear trannies. Just saying. I won't I won't say trannies. <laughs> but again, uh, as Politico points out, this is a piece from the piece from Politico. The diverging language is complicating the left's effort to remain united on abortion rights and take on Republicans intent on banning the procedure. Killing a baby is just a procedure now, see? While drawing national attention to a fight that is long played out in private, and it's pitting the Democratic Party's advocacy wing against its political establishment, each of which believes it has the best strategy for protecting ac- excuse me, access to abortion. Certainly, they wouldn't be re- uh, protecting the most innocent of human lives. That would be evil. 
And it's there's some comments from someone who, with a pro transgender organization, according to to Brand, uh, to Miss Downs writing this piece at Town Hall. Every time we have a staff meeting with people in Congress on the White House, we continue to hammer that abortion is also a trans issue and a trans experience. <clears throat> trans experience. What does that being transsexual have to do with abortion? which only women can get because only women can carry babies in their womb. Again, did you attend eighth grade? Can you read? Do you still eat crayons? Uh, that is from D. Ojeda, <clears throat> who is a policy advocate, meaning a paid mouthpiece, for the National Center for Transgender Equality. I guess that would be the NCTE. The language matters because it shapes our perceptions of the world and it drives our behaviors towards other people. And in a healthcare context, it matters even more. Again, only women can carry babies. Only women can give birth. Science. But the older generation in government, according to Politico, and in some advocacy groups has resisted this shift probably because they don't they know that the messaging is absolutely terrible okay advocating for abortion is evil in my mind but strictly on a strategic point talking gobbledygook and nonsense it's not going to turn people on it's going to turn people off okay it will turn joy reed on but normal people know one former senior leader in the reproductive rights movement don't you love how the left portrays killing a baby in the womb that's reproductive rights, buddy. That's not a baby. Look away. Don't you don't look at the ultrasound. Don't no 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 don't sonogram. No 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 no. We don't want that. No, no, that's gobbledygook. Don't look at that. It's not a baby. It's it's like a carrot or an acorn or something. Uh routine but the senior leader in the reproductive rights uh movement, a former leader, I'm sorry, said that routinely using the gender-neutral language could threaten efforts to appeal to donors, lawmakers, and more moderate voters who they see as crucial to the abortion rights fight. Because even those people aren't, aren't lunatic enough to think that a man can actually get pregnant and carry a baby. Men don't have wombs. Again, science. Science. Say it with me, nutcases. Science. So what is the end goal here? Is the end goal actually winning or is it just using the right language at that moment? And winning is apparently not a priority, said the advocate, who asked not to be named to discussing internal deliberations, probably because that person will be ta uh, canceled very quickly by the cancel culture crowd. Uh, even some longtime progressive stalwarts, stalwarts, it's a weird sounding word. Politico says, say they don't understand the need to strip gendered language from defensive abortion rights because gender is evil now, apparently. Obviously, uh, ipso facto, it's an attack on women, said former uh, Senator Barbara Boxer of, of the Texas law and those like it. We don't have to say that because who has babies? Women. Oh, Barbara Boxer, you just said that women only have babies? Ooh, you in trouble with the nutcases now. They're going to come for you, Barbara Boxer. Prepare for cancellation, Barbara Boxer.
Yet Boxer conceded that while she views the abortion bans primarily as an affront to women, again, because killing babies, you, you're really not a woman unless you've killed a baby in your womb or had a doctor do it. Then you're a woman, apparently. She opened, she's open to arguments that it also affects others, like maybe the baby. Whether you say A, B, C, or D, give her to the law, she said, that's the most important thing. Another former Planned Parenthood staffer said advocates often get frustrated with such lawmakers accusing them of choosing political expediency over a strategy that could bring, her, bring us all closer to justice. Again, justice means killing your baby in the womb if you're a woman. You're not really free or a woman if you can do that, apparently. And let's move on to a, <clears throat> a really shocking story. It's Dare I say it's shockingly shocking in a very shocking fashion. That shocked me. There's a fashion house, according to the BBC, that said a bit of a backlash. Because they have put out for market. They produced sweatpants that are racist. Yes, sweatpants can now be racist. High-end fashion label... Uh, Balasagia, again, I'm guessing at the name, it sounds Italian, has been accused of, no, no, cultural appropriation. Oh, my God, the horrors, not cultural appropriation. Oh, talk about manufactured crisis. Talk about complete and utter BS the left whines about. Cultural appropriation is absolute bull. You know the rest. But this corporal appropriation apparently is over a pair of $1,190 sweatpants that critics say rip off black culture. First off, if you would charge $1,190 for a pair of sweatpants, you need to be shot with a BB gun as, as much as you can pump that sucker up <clears throat> in your ass because you're an idiot. If you would pay $1,190 for a pair of sweatpants, you understand sweatpants are for like wearing around the house and just lazing around like on a long weekend. Why the hell are you going to pay $1,200? You could go to Walmart and get like what, 400 pair for $1,200? And you could sell them at a yard sale for a buck a piece. Oh, good Lord. This is so pathetic, my friends. But how can a pair of sweatpants, you ask, possibly rip off black culture? You underestimate the lunacy of the left, my friends. You underestimate it by a good, good amount. There is a picture here, and you see a pair of what appears to be gray sweatpants with a waistband. And right above it, of uh, six, seven, eight inches, I don't know, uh... Above the, the waistband of the sweatpants looks like a pair of boxer shorts. So this kind of, I guess, mimics the look of the idiots who run around with their, their drawers showing to varying degrees above the waistband of their pants that they need to pull the hell up. Buy a belt. Have somebody buy a belt for you. You look like morons. So apparently that's a big part of black culture. Uh, the Trompe L'Oelil 
pants feature a built-in pair of boxer shorts peeking out from the waistband, mimicking the style popularized by hip-hop musicians. I think the hip-hop musicians community, I don't know if there is such a community, but let's say there is. I think their their problem with rap and hip-hop is much bigger. It's how many of their rap stars and hip-hop stars get killed because they come from a gang thug culture. Maybe it's the infestation in rap that glorifies it or actually comes from it. Again, just Google dead rap stars. See how many hits you get. A TikTok post saying the pants feel racist. Okay, like when you put them on, do they feel racist? Like your legs start saying, oh, God, racist, racist. Or just do you think they're racist because why? Obviously, that style, if you want to call it style, is popular among a significant segment of people who buy clothes. And all people buy clothes. It's a fact. So if a company can make money selling something that a lot of people are going to buy, why shouldn't they do that? Why is it a bad idea? And look, if you can get 1190 bucks from some moron for a pair of freaking sweatpants, really? There are people that stupid. Oh, I must have those sweatpants. Where's my Where's my platinum visa? Oh, oh I've got to have. I might buy five pair. Hell, if I bought seven, I could buy them. Every day I could wear a different pair. And then I could have the, the, the help wash them after that. And I could buy them another week. Oh, my God. But a TikTok post saying the pants feel racist has been viewed 1.6 million times. And experts, black culture experts. Here's a question. If you are a black culture expert, if you were to advertise yourself as that, would you have to be black to be a black culture expert? Could like an Asian person or white person or... Jewish person who studied black culture, could they be a black culture expert? Or do you have to be black to be a black culture expert? Hmm. Interesting. Uh, the company said it often combined wardrobe pieces into a single garment. Examples include jeans layered over tracksuit pants. Boy, that sounds really attractive. <laughs> Good God. That's me banging the microphone on my head. Because I'm getting close to losing it. And button-up shirts layered over a T-shirt, said Chief Marketing Officer Lidvine Pont. Sounds like a prick. I don't know. I don't know. Sounds like an absolute prick. Uh, examples include, okay, we already covered that. These Trump-Lille trousers were an extension of that vision, she said. Well, are they trousers or are they sweatpants? Or do they offer both? Maybe they have sweatpants that have jeans out of the top of them that have boxer shorts out of the back of them. So the waistband of the, uh, what, the uh, sweatpants would be at mid-thigh or something. Or, or right in the middle of where your hamstring is. And then around your waist, a little bit of that would be the pants. Who knows? Who the hell, why would I care about $1,109 sweatpants? Why are we talking about it? Because everything's racist.
everything. The trend of wearing sagging pants that allow your boxer shorts to be exposed was popularized by skaters and hip-hop artists in the 90s. However, during the 2000s, some U.S. states passed laws banning the practice, which critics say unfairly discriminated against black people. I say it discriminated against people in no fashion sense, but oh well. I guess that would have really killed the uh, MTV Music Awards if you banned uh, not having fashion sense. Some laws have since been repealed, such as an order in Shreveport, Louisiana, which turned local law enforcement into fashion police who used saggy pants as a pretext to target, search, and imprison black people, according to the American Civil Liars Union. Uh, TikTok user Mr. 200M saw the sweatpants on sale in London and posted a video in which someone is saying, oh, this feels very racist. They have woven the boxes inside the trousers. Yes, I do do a British accent very well. Thank you. I'm very talented for my age. It has had 24, I'm sorry, 243,000 likes with one user quipping, they've gentrified sagging <laughs> and you perfected stupidity. A lot of dumbasses on Twitter. A lot of normal people too, but there are a lot of dumbasses on Twitter. <laughs> Sagging pants is ghetto and unacceptable, but slap uh, Balenciaga on it in its high fashion, said Twitter user Roshana Trim. That's probably an ironic name. Roshana's probably fat. I don't know. Uh, Marquita Gramage, who's an associate professor of Africana studies at California State University, told CNN the pants had cultural appropriation written all over them. You don't have to pay extra. Maybe they could make the pants with cultural appropriation, like in different colors and fonts. On the pants, you could charge like $2,000 for those and offend even more leftist idiots. Uh, sagging attire has been consequential for African-Americans, yet companies like uh, Balazagia seek to capitalize off of blacks and black cultural styles while failing to challenge systems. Tabatic racism that criminalizes black and black clothing trends. Uh, if the clothing trends are illegal, how are these people selling the pants? Again, don't let logic uh, logic enter, enter into it. Oh, my God. There's more, though. Uh, Balenciaga. I've pronounced that name four different word, four different ways by now. Balenciaga, or Siaja, I guess maybe. In 2018, they had to apologize. We're so sorry. After a viral video posted online appeared to show a Chinese customer being assaulted and a peppered at the Balenciaga shop in the uh, in the print temps department store in Paris. That's how the snobs say Paris. They say Paris. Are you going to Paris this summer? Oh, Paris? No, Paris, you ignorant bastard. It sparked a backlash on Chinese social media uh, where, the, where there was a hashtag about boycotting the company. 
because it discriminates against Chinese, was viewed at least 29 million times. All these people living their lives off fake Twitter on, or fake outrage on Twitter. Finally, my friends, the story that will give you a laugh and probably give me the giggles too. We all need to giggle sometimes. And now, my friends, perhaps the the most compelling and important story I've ever done here, commented on at the Delegator Daily Thought podcast. I go to my friend Sarcastica, Diogenes Sarcastica, wonderful lady. She's okay for an LSU fan. And the headline kind of says it all. And I will try to control my reaction to the story uh, as I go. I actually had to re-record this. I was just laughing a little too much. Trinidad, Trinidad and Tobago makes important announcement on Nicki Minaj's cousins, friends, balls. Sorry, Sarcastica writes, but this is really the only political story happening in America. The case of Nicki Minaj's cousins, friends, balls, what are that are actually in the nation of Trinidad and Tobago, and whether they became supersized by the COVID vaccine, and then there's an important important update. But the internet is telling us that the Minister of Health for Trinidad and Tobago, whose name is Terence Dalesing, felt compelled to address the size of Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's balls in his COVID update. He said they wasted so much time yesterday running down this this false claim. I can see that. So much time wasted running down this, this apparently false claim. I, I don't know. Uh, that must have been hell for uh, for Terrence Dale saying, my God, man, we've got to find this man and his balls. We've got to look at them. See if those balls are swollen or large or extra large or something. Something freaky. That's right. We've got to examine his, his McNuggets, damn it, and see if 10 of them would fit in the box or maybe each one would need a box of their own. They're that huge. We've got to find out if the COVID vaccine is causing huge ball syndrome, HBS for you peasants out there. <sighs> so he claims they wasted so much time yesterday, yesterday running down this false claim and concluded, I think we can all say thankfully concluded, that there is no known side effect to the COVID vaccine that includes your balls or Nikki. <laughs> Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's balls or Nicki Minaj's balls. <laughs> oh, I love sarcastic. Oh, I love it. This is how why I had to re-record it. I just couldn't keep from laughing. So apparently Nicki Minaj made some claim about the vaccine for COVID. Uh, uh, increasing the size of testicles and I know I, I have had the vaccine myself I don't know if it's one particular kind but I did have uh, the vaccine a while back and from personal experience 
yeah, they're the same size. And that doesn't mean they're small ladies. Okay. Just saying. From what we can tell, Sarcastica writes, <clears throat> this is all real and true and not some amazing parody. Terrence Dalesing is definitely the Minister of Health for Trinidad and Tobago. And whatever caused Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's balls to have all the problems, it wasn't the COVID vaccine. Consider yourself informed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So you're safe. Uh, you and your normal size balls are safe from the COVID vaccine, apparently. Nicki Minaj, don't spread that false stuff. You know what upsets Joy Reid. And you all know, I think we've covered how crazy Joy Reid is already. Do we really need Joy Reid to try to handle gigantic balls on her show? If it'd get her a raise, she probably would. And I think we all know what what she would probably say. She'd probably try to blame Republicans for it somehow. And that's the show, my friends. Thank you for listening. Thank you for putting up with my giggling. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Thank you for listening. Morning, noon, night, whenever you listen, I appreciate it. I hope you're entertained. I hope you get some value out of this. And, yes, I hope sometimes it makes you laugh and cry and laugh to your cry or want to cry because you don't want to laugh or whatever the case may be. Remember the three golden rules of life. If you're left, you just ain't right. You are Nicki Minaj's or her cousin's friends. Yeah, exactly. And God bless America. And just uh, just two days away now, the big showdown in the swamp. Will the Crimson Tide get out alive? Well, I hope they get out alive, but with a loss, that would be nice. We'll see what happens. Go Gators. You always got to say that, my friends. Thank you for everything. All your support. If you do want to throw me some coins, some money, some cheddar, some smack, send some green love my way. Uh, you can go to thedailygator.com, first post. Uh, at the bottom, it has a button that says buy now. That links to my PayPal page. I think you know what to do, you knuckleheads. If you want to become a subscriber, a monthly subscriber, and contributor to the Delegator Daily Thought Podcast, <coughs> excuse me, right here on Anchor by Spotify, then you may do that as well. Just go and go to the uh, the money page, and it will show you how to do what you need to do. If you do, thank you very much. I also take donations in large envelopes underneath the front or back welcome mat at my home. So, hey, tax-free is good, right? Take care, my friends. I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you again for listening. And, uh, again, yes, they are normal size, okay? No COVID vaccine reaction in that way for me and hopefully not for anyone else. For Nicki Minaj's cousin's friends, well, maybe too late for that. Talk to you tomorrow, my friends. God bless you. Take care. Love y'all. Especially you girls over there. Yes, you young ladies. Take care, my friend. We'll talk to you. Men, ya, nah.